Hi, I'm Tom Coffin, CEO and President and Co-Founder of Simply Reliable Incorporated. Welcome to the Smartpreneur Podcast. What's a smartpreneur, you might ask? Well, a smartpreneur, in our opinion, is someone that focuses on working on their business, not just in their business. And our Smartpreneur Podcasts are designed to bring you some relevant information each week about your business and different parts of that business. It could be marketing, it could be workflow, it could be labor, uh, it could be business operations, many things that we'll talk about each week on the podcast. You can also check out our Smartpreneur blog at simplyreliable.com. And of course, our Smartpreneur podcast is brought to you by Simply Reliable, makers of Smart Office and Design Machine, the complete end-to-end -end solution for business process for systems integrators. So thanks for joining us today, and I hope you enjoy the show. This week on the Smartpreneur Podcast, our guest is Manny Solomon, founder, branding strategist, and creative director of WWDB Integrated Marketing. Please welcome Manny Solomon. Hi, Manny. Thanks for joining us today. Hey, Tom. How are you? I'm fantastic. Appreciate you being here. My pleasure. Well, smartpreneurs, we're gonna we're gonna dig in with uh, Manny today, and we're gonna talk about one of the latest smartpreneur blogs that he's written uh, called "Picking Channels." Essentially, you know where where does your information go? You know to to find people. Essentially, so you know when you discuss uh, outreach and picking channels in this latest blog. It almost sounds like you're suggesting to the smartpreneur that maybe they should think about using influencers the way some products do out there on on the web. Uh, you know, these influencers, I'm a, I'm guessing, but uh, I'd like you to comment on, you know, are, are you suggesting that they maybe engage their essentially partners out there, the, you know, the builders, the architects, interior designers, people like that, uh, to maybe do some segments, on, you know, with them or, or, you know, kind of what you're thinking about that, you know, and, and if that's where you're going, uh, how do you broach the subject, you know, to convince one of your partners like that uh, to help you influence the, uh, the market out there? Yeah, I'm not sure that I would, you know, without really meeting with a client and really understanding their, you know, their business and their target market and demographics and uh, a lot of information. Would I recommend, you know, any specific thing? I, you know, we don't do a cookie cutter approach. I don't think any marketer should do a cookie cutter approach and say, yeah, oh, this is what we do. This is what works. This is what we, you know, uh, we do for everybody. And, um, you know, and I don't know that I would, I would trust that. I would, I'd probably dig in a little bit to understand um, the one of the most important things is how your and this is where your expertise as a business owner, really, I lean on is to, you know, where does your potential, you know, ideal prospect find you or find your product and service? I mean, that's the that's the really the big question that, you know, if you could answer is what, you know, what you should base your you know, marketing strategies and projections on. because. Mm -hmm. You know, we really have to understand, um, you know, who the decision maker is and, 
once they decide that they want something, uh, how they go about getting it. Now, on on search engines, there's basically a, a three-tier way people search. They do um, uh, research, right? There's the research phase. Sure. The shopping phase. And then there's the buying phase. Okay. And some companies live in the research phase. You've got your all your sites that do the comparisons of stuff, right? Uh, you know, from digital cameras, and they compare everything. And they get their revenue from putting ads on these review sites so that when you watch the reviews, you get exposed to these ads, right? So that's their mm -hmm. business model. Uh, but that's not where you probably want to buy your advertising is to is to the people that are in the research phase, right? You'd be wasting your money there. And then secondly, you know, there's that, um, you know, that shopping phase where people are shopping around. Maybe they figure out kind of what they want. And, uh, you know, again, the shopping phase is not specific. You know, the, somebody's ready to buy. Uh, but if you can, you know, catch that person in that buy mode, you know, when they're ready to go and they know what they're looking for, you know, uh, that's where we want to be. So influencers, um, that's, I don't know if that's necessarily, you know, really a, a, a proven steady, you know, way to build your company, uh, influencers. And that's a, uh, a word that doesn't, I don't even think has a really clear definition who's an influencer because they can be fake. You can buy influencers to buy audiences and you look at their channel and they've got, you know, mm -hmm. hundred thousand followers and all of them are, you know, can be basically fake. Uh, yeah. There's bots that create that stuff. So I'd definitely be cautious of doing that. But, you know, there are interesting ways, like you said, to kind of partner with, you know, people that you've done business with, whether it's builders, contractors, architects, uh, you know, whoever, you know, whoever is respected in your industry, uh, you know, they want to market too. And, and those are clever ideas that if you can kind of collaborate in a campaign uh, to, you know, kind of co co-market yourselves where you're marketing yourself to their clients and then you're there marketing to your clients. If it's a symbiotic, you know, opportunity, I say, you know, go for it. And we can, you know, we've, we've designed some of those types of opportunities. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's, again, not cookie cutter. You have to kind of dive in and, and really understand, you know, the picture of who your ideal prospect is. First paint that picture. Yeah, find out where they're digesting media and how they're digesting media. If you can, uh, sometimes you do need a you know, professional marketing company like us to kind of figure that out for you. And that's then where you kind of you put some chips in the game and see if you get some feedback. Well, that that leads me directly into my, into my next question, and that is, uh, you, you talk about meeting the audience where they are, right? Right. Um, they're not going to. They're not going to come and come to you to look at your advertising. You got to advertise, you know, where they are. That's that's what you're talking about. How much demographical information uh, can can one really uh, get at today in this new age of privacy and discrimination? You know, the the new iPhone rules have just you know put Facebook in a whole tizzy in terms of their advertising. Um, uh, you know, how does that relate today? You know, what how does the um, how does a smartpreneur kind of deal with that? And 
and, and you know, what different, uh, are there some sites that are better than others? You know, what, what are you seeing out there with that? Each of the uh, advertising digital marketing channels that we are kind of familiar with, like even Google, um, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, on and on, you know, uh, they all have, you know, at least a pretty robust um, analytics into their audience. So they all want you to advertise and they're going to provide you uh, with the ability to really dig in to target your audience where they live. And even with all the privacy rules, the big ones sometimes are, you know, all all, all you need. Let's say it's you know, men versus women. Uh, and then it's, uh, you know, are they homeowners? You know, maybe it's an income level you look for. Maybe it's an affinity to, you know, boating, you know, or, you know, or the, you know, that sort of thing. Do they have kids? You know, so these, those are really the, a lot of the basic analytics they have. They, they'll, they'll, some of them will dig down so deep that you can find the, you know, a fan of the weekend, you know, people that like the weekend music, you know, mm. that's who your target is. If you can, if you think that that's who your target is. So um, it's pretty robust uh, once you get in that back end. Now, the back ends of these advertising, uh, you know, platforms, uh, you, you can miss that stuff. You know, that's why sometimes, you know, using, again, a professional marketing company who's done, you know, done these campaigns or can find, you know, where these demographics are and how to, how to manipulate them to get you, you know, more bang for your buck, basically, mm -hmm. instead of spreading your message out to, you know, everybody in a in a specific, let's say, five mile radius, or a, or a zip code, or or a city nationally. I mean, you can you know uh, you can you can adjust these, which is what's so great about it. You, know, you can adjust it to really reaching your specific target market as best possible uh, to just get your ads right in front of that person. Plus. Yeah, I do want to add that each channel has its own type of audience, mm -hmm. right? So, you know, there's an expectation of LinkedIn users that's different than the expectation of Facebook users or Twitter users or, you know, TikTok users or whatever, you know, whatever it is. So you've got to play to the channel, you know, to, to what they're, you know, what that, that user is expecting. And if it appeals to them, then it's win-win. Makes sense. Makes total sense. Now, back in the days of retail, uh, I remember that that we could be uh, pretty confident that if we if we purchased the back of the Friday section, which was like an entertainment section that came in the in the paper, uh, and it costs uh, it costs a lot of money. It's like I don't know, three thousand bucks, you know, uh, to get that that back page or whatever but we pretty much knew that if we did that you know we we're going to bring in like 15k on, on on saturday and maybe 6k on sunday and probably had a 40 point margin you know so that meant you're going to make about about 8400 bucks and then if you take your three thousand dollars off that you paid for the advertising you know you made a profit of about five thousand bucks and you also increased you know, you know name awareness and stuff like that on there with uh, with with the the social marketing or advertising that's out there today, 
is there any kind of rule of thumb that if I put X number of dollars into SEO or X number of dollars into Facebook, you know, what, what should I be expecting in terms of a return? Is there any rule of thumb to that? No. Uh, only because. <laughs> the setup is longer than the year. That's, that's, that's the simplest answer is because, yeah. you know, yeah, back, you know, back when you had a, you know, maybe 20 years ago, you know, or more, actually, it turned yeah. from a, you know, a, a push marketing to pull marketing. And what I mean by that is, uh, you had a captive audience because you were the only way, the only channel, or you know, the only way for people to get that type of information. Mm -hmm. so needed, uh, you know, hey, who, what was happening in town, you know, this weekend, entertainment-wise. So yeah, I agree with you. You go to the newspaper, you pull out that Friday section, and you leap through it to see, you know, what you know, what you want. Now, you know, you're getting notifications on your cell phone if you're subscribing to the certain, you know groups and events and channels or whatever on, on, on social media. Sure. So reaching out to you and saying, hey, you know, we know you like this type of music. So, you know, these events are close to you, that type of stuff. So um, you had a captive audience and now you don't. Now the user determines how and when they're going to get communicate. They're going to get that information. And that's the, that's the big difference. So. Uh, you really have to experiment and find out, you know, what does work. Uh, advertising has always been mostly an experimental type of, you know, uh, practice where, you know, you tried something and you measured it and, you know, you were doing a science experiment. You still do and see if, you know, see you're trying to find that right magic formula, you know, and right. the magic formula. You know, that's said, hey, every time I, you know, we do this, you know, we get we get a good return. So you stick with that and then you, you know, move on to maybe conquering another channel or conquering. I would say just don't spread yourself out it is more of like, hey, pick a, you know, do your research, pick a channel that you that, you know, you and your marketing professional feel like, hey, this is a, you know, this is a this is a good shot at reaching the, the people that make you know purchase what we make and, and what we do and let's test it out let's let's put something out there the the like you said like i explained before the platforms will tell you even how big the audience is that you're trying to reach let's mm -hmm. say in your market there's two hundred thousand customers that you know from the demographics that you plugged into this you know to that back end of the platform for your ad and and they're recommending for the you know X number of dollars to reach every one of those within a week's period. And that might be out of your budget. So you carve a piece of your budget out. So, okay, I want to reach a, you know, let's say a fraction of that, but here's the budget I can afford. And you bang away at that and you leave it run for probably a, a couple of months at, at minimum, or at least a quarter. And you see over the next, you know, 90 days, uh, and you monitor it all along, but you're going to uh -huh. monitor it before you make any changes. You want to see how you know how that's trending, or how that how that how people are responding to that. Were there any you know, is there any traffic? Were there sales? Obviously, and then then you make some changes. So it is it can be a long road uh, if you have a small budget. So the the bigger the budget, the bigger you can come down that road and find that magic formula. Sounds good. 
All right, Smartpreneurs, uh, thanks for joining us today. I, I, I got a lot out of that, uh, picking your channels and trying to figure out you know, where, where to go. It uh, sounds like one of the keys there, Manny, is, uh, is really knowing your audience and then, and then trying to figure out where uh, that audience is. And, of course, a, a professional can help them a lot with that. Uh, if you want to read more about this, you can head on over to simplyreliable.com and check out the Smartpreneur blog. Uh, Manny's one of our faculty writers up there this this year, and I'm sure you'll really enjoy that. You can watch other Smartpreneur podcasts also at SimplyReliable.com, or you can watch it on our YouTube channel, YouTube.com forward slash SimplyReliable. And Apple uh, Podcasts also provides the video version of our podcast. And, of course, you can listen to this podcast any place you're comfortable listening to podcasts. We'll be out there. Just search for Smartpreneur Podcast. And we'll be there. Now, if uh, if our smart producers want to get a hold of you, Manny, how would they find you? Well, you can visit us at whatwedobest.com. The What We Do Best is an acronym for the WWDB in our name. And marketing what you do best is what we do best. Awesome. Thanks, Manny, for being with us. My pleasure, Tom. Thanks. All right, smartpreneurs, thanks for uh, tuning in today. We'll see you next time on the Smartpreneur Podcast.